This is Seymour Snot, the geek with the physique, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Maybe I ought to just change the name of the show to The Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. That's what I want to do when I get to be a pro wrestler. I want to wear pink argyle trunks into the ring. And the lovely Laura. I might have to bring a barf bag because, you know, I have a weak constitution. Folks, it is Wednesday night, and it is time for Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I am your host, Bunkhouse Bob, co-host, host, the man that carries it all, the man that does it all, but I can't get anything done unless there's my tag team partner with me, my co-host, the one and only, the lovely Laura. How are you, girl? What's up, Bob? You know, living the dream, living the dream. How about you? That's right. We both do. That's Uh, right. If I was any uh, better, I think I could didn't stand myself. I understand it. Folks, uh, we've got a really big show for you. We'd like to thank you for tuning in tonight. doesn't matter if you're tuning in on Blog Talk Radio or if you're going to iTunes, type in Armory in the search bar, finding the podcast link, and, and listening to us on iTunes. Uh, folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Our guest tonight in the 8 o'clock hour is wrestling referee Mitch Blaylock. will be joining us at 8 o'clock. Really excited to have him on the program. We get to uh, take a look at the action from the third person, you know, the third man in the ring. And he's called some big matches. He's been around uh, some big talent. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch is a pretty cool guy, so I can't wait to get him onto the show. Uh, folks, if you'd like to uh, follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at from the Armory. We need to get some more Twitter followers. I know that we have people that listen to this show. Tweet it out. Tell your friends. If you're following my account, you should be following at from the Armory. Let's see if we can get some more Twitter followers tonight. The reason why is that we're trying to get. Same with my account too. If you're following same, me, you should same, be following exact, this this show. Exactly, and the same with mine as well, and and we'll put those links up tonight, or actually Laura can tweet them out now. So um, what we're trying to do, folks, is we're trying to get to 2,000 followers so we can get some T-shirts made. Some folks have expressed an interest at having some live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show shirts, so we're currently trying to work out a deal with ProWrestlingTees.com to get some shirts done, but we need to get some Twitter followers because if we get 2,000 Twitter followers – we don't have to pay the upfront cost of doing it. We can get them done for free. And if we get them done for free, that means that we can sell them to you for a lot more money and make a bunch of money. No, not really. What it means is, is that I'm just kidding. What it means is, is that we can sell them for a lower cost because 
I know that most of you fans are cheap. That's just the way that it is. Um, Laura, what's our Facebook info? It is facebook.com backslash live.armory.9, and we picked up about, I would say, four or five followers, uh, or likes, I should say, uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, so thanks for everybody who likes us and tell a friend. And if you like us on the page, obviously you'll get the information about the shows that are coming up, the guests that are coming up, and was looking over the rest of June. Folks, we've got some exciting guests coming up for the rest of June. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. We've got a, a very cool mix of talent. So uh, we'll be, uh, be looking forward to uh, all the good people that we've got coming up in June. And, again, we want to thank all of our listeners, wherever you may be at. We know that we have some folks that are listening in Canada. We have folks that listen in Australia, folks that listen in the U.K., obviously across the United States. We have folks that listen in California. And something that was brought up on last week's show, and I'll put this out to our West Coast listeners, um, and I put this out, I, I tweeted this out. If you know of a promotion that is in the Pacific Northwest or a wrestler, an indie wrestler that's in the Pacific Northwest, that we should be keeping an eye on or you would like to hear more coverage on, tweet us and let us know the name of that promotion or the name of that wrestler or Facebook us the information of that promotion or that wrestler, and we'll certainly take a look into it because, you know, that's what we do here. We follow independent wrestling. So we're relying on you, especially our West Coast fans, to let us know because Lure's up east, I'm a little further down south, you know, there's the void. We need to know what's going on out west. So please let us know. Something that uh, that I got caught up in uh, this past week, and, and we don't talk about them a lot, at least the next two things we're going to talk about. The first one, we, we talk a little bit about NXT. Not a lot. There's some, there's some good uh, things going on with NXT. One of the things that caught my attention was is that, you know, that they had this NXT – takeover event on the on the network uh, this past week right one of the things that caught my eye was the number of tweets and facebook posts about the match between miss charlotte which is actually ashley flair johnson who is rick flair's daughter versus natalia neidhart you know the the whole heart dynasty thing we got that a lot of what fans were were tweeting and putting out was that it was being called one of the best, if not the best, women's match that has ever taken place in the WWE. So I would like to hear your thoughts on this. I remember when Miss Charlotte signed with uh, Developmental, followed her on Twitter, you know, the whole time. There, were, there was a series of girls that, that, that came in, or a series of women that came in at the same time that she did. A few of them have since been released, but... She has uh, she has stuck it out, and they have stuck with her. And by all accounts, and this this is you know I, I think there's a lot of credit that will uh, that will go forward to the next trainers, especially. Uh, well, help me out here, Laura. I know her last name, Del Rey. Is it Sarah? Sarah, Sarah Del Rey. Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. There will be a lot of credit, and there will be a lot of uh, of spotlight put on her um, because she is. Uh, responsible for the training of the women wrestlers in NXT. Uh, a lot of people are calling Miss Charlotte the future of 
women's wrestling in the WWE. That's a pretty big lump to take because I know that having had the opportunity to see Paige wrestle, she is an excellent wrestler too. There could be a shift coming up. Again, maybe your voice is being heard if you're a fan of the WWE and if you're a fan of NXT. Perhaps your voice is being heard that you're tired of seeing these, uh, you know, ring around the rosy cakewalk matches and so on and so forth. Maybe something, maybe something's being heard. I don't know. What do you think, Laura? I think I hope so um, because I'm tired of watching that mess. I want to see some wrestling. You know, I I don't have a problem with women's wrestling. I like to see women wrestle. I mean, it's it's wrestling, you know, and some of the best feuds have been women wrestlers. I mean, Trish and Lita, that was mm-hmm. a good feud. Right. Uh, Moolah and Wendy Richter, that was a great yeah. feud. I mean, just a lot of things that could happen, you know, and, you know, some people have even been kicking around the idea of well, what if Tessa Blanchard down the road signs with uh, WWE and she and Charlotte could get together maybe with um, – a couple more girls and make the mm-hmm. new four horsemen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just an interesting idea. It's just I, there's all kinds of um, opportunities and situations that could arise from, uh, you know, the women's division getting better. It can't do anything but help. It can't go any more than it can't go anywhere no. but up. <laughs> you know, we've already seen the bottom exactly. of the barrel. We want to take this call real quick, Laura. Hold on, who is this? Okie dokie. Four three four, you're on with live from the Armory. Hey guys, this is Joe White from Danville, Virginia. How you doing? Doing good, Joe. How are you? Hey Joe. Uh, hey Laura, how are you? Pretty good. Laura knows why. Laura, Laura knows why I'm calling, and it's okay. uh, it's something that happened about three weeks ago, and it's been brewing and brewing and brewing in my mind and a couple of other guys' mind who are on the indie scene that I've talked to about this. And it has to do with a guy who calls into your show every week and tries to get some heat on himself every week, promotes himself, as it were, and one by the guy, the guy's name is Eric Thompson. Not even going to acknowledge his gimmick name. He acknowledged on your show a couple weeks back when he went to a BTW show and how I made the comment to Laura, and Laura uh, stirring the ever-loving shit as she can do, Went back and told this guy everything I said, which I don't have a problem with. I would have told the guy right to his face. I've told many of indie workers to their face what I've thought about them. Actually, Joe, actually, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, that's not how it happened. He saw everything you put on my page. I didn't say a word to him. He saw it himself. Okay, okay. I stand corrected on that. I didn't stir any shit. So, first of all, I didn't stir any shit. Okay. Well, anyway... Regardless of how he found out, you know, I mean, this guy apparently has time out of his busy day and out of his busy, quote-unquote, busy career to worry so much about what I have to say that he's got to come on you guys' show, take up your precious time to call me out on it. So I feel like I should be able to respond to what this guy has to say because, granted, the show that he was at only drew 100 people. I've seen BTW draw crowds of upwards of 2,000 in high school gyms. I was not knocking. I told Laura this in personal messages, too, after the fact. I was not knocking him. 
I was knocking the people he was working with, and I was knocking the promoter for bad booking. Okay. I feel like, you know, I have no problem with this guy's work rate. I've never even really seen the guy work but one match, and I can't really sit there and, and, and judge his work rate on that match because he worked with a guy and Jimmy Valiant. I have no disrespect against Jimmy Valiant, but granted the man just should not be wrestling at his age. I've talked to other indie workers who have said the same thing, told them the exact same story. They say the same thing. And he worked, you know, it's just the match was not that good, okay? And people, and he's going to sit there and tell me, oh, you're a mark, you have no right to criticize, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, tell that to you two, who you two, I'm sure, have never stepped foot in a ring a day in your life. You have a podcast. Tell that, tell that to Wade Keller, Dave Meltzer, Mike Johnson, three of the most leading pro wrestling journalists out there today. They've never wrestled a match in their life. Meltzer has people, wrestlers, actual workers in WWE and elsewhere that vote in his Hall of Fame issue every year. So for somebody to sit there and tell me that I don't have the right to criticize, let me tell you something, sir. You got my money that night. I paid to see you wrestle. I paid your fucking salary. So don't sit there and tell me that I don't have the right to criticize somebody when I've been following this business since I was six years old. You don't have to see the, be able to read the sign that says toilet to know how to use one. Fair enough. And also, and here's what kills me is the dude wants to sit there and talk about oh, how many crowd chants he got that night versus me. He got zero that night in that arena. The ring announcer, Daryl Owens, who happens to be a really good friend of mine, if people don't know who that is, if you've ever seen a Walmart commercial, he's Mr. Rollback. He got a chant going in that building. He got a Mr. Rollback chant going. How many chants did you get, Eric Thompson? Zero. And I know I'm not the only one that has this opinion because when Jimmy Valiant came out through the curtain, it wasn't a reaction of, yay, Jimmy. It was a reaction of everybody around me cringed. Next time you work, put a shirt on. Nobody wants to see my big tail out there working. If I was a worker, I'd put a shirt on. I understand. The match was 15, the match was 15 minutes. Take that back, almost 20 minutes of doing nothing but hitting the ropes, trying to get people to cheer or boo you. You're sitting there trying to get 75 people behind you? Come on now. They weren't into the matches anyway. Most people I was sitting around couldn't wait to go home. I'm surprised they didn't leave early. And I'm sure this guy's going to call into your show like he does each and every week and try to spin it around and, and put his perspective on it and tell me to shut my fat mark out mouth up, blah, blah, blah. You know what, buddy? Everybody's a mark, including yourself. If you weren't a mark, you wouldn't be even know what the business is. You wouldn't be a fan of the business. You wouldn't even be a wrestler. Everybody in the business is a mark. You never stop learning. So take a, take a little bit of a learning lesson that you're not hot shit like you think you are. You're just another, spug, just another cog in the wheel out there hitting the road. I know 15 other guys at least that hit that road the same as you do and work damn better matches. That's all I got to say. Thank you very much for the call, Joe. And there he goes, folks. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, that we do here, you know, uh, we've been put in this position before where we give equal time. You know, we, we've said this. You know, Lori have said this, and I have said You're this. You're equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. Everyone deserves a voice. Okay? So, you know, this guy, you know, when they want to banter back and forth, that's fine. 
I personally, you know, as far as being a co-host of the show, I'm not going to get involved any more in this than what it was. That's all that it is. Time to move forward. Uh, let's see. Speaking of the WWE and NXT, I'm not sure how this got missed, Laura, but I found this and I, I went through. Well, and I'm I not actually, either. <laughs> yeah. I went through and I went to the, the actual paper's website and pulled the article up because I wanted to make sure that the information I had was right. Somebody had told me that Phil Brooks did an interview with a, a, an alternative paper called the Chicago Red Eye Paper uh, doing a charity event. They were painting chairs at Wrigley Field at the end of May. It was for like Wrigley Field's 100th anniversary, something like that. The reporter asked him, and, and, and this is on the Chicago Red Eye Paper website. If you Google it, it'll, you can find the link for it. Go up to the search bar and just simply type in CM Punk or type in Phil Brooks. It'll bring you to the article, and you can read it for yourself. And I put it out on social media. The reporter asked him how it felt to be retired at age 35 from wrestling, and Phil Brooks commented, I quote, it feels great. He also went on and elaborated that being retired, it allowed him to do more charity work. So all of the fans that sat this past week on pins and needles, on a wing and a prayer, hoping beyond hope that CM Punk's music was going to hit and that, you know, he was going to come walking down the ramp at payback. Guess what, folks? It's not going to happen, okay? According to Mr. Mr. Brooks, he is retired from professional wrestling. Now, his contract expires in July, as everybody knows. There is a 90-day no-compete clause attached onto his contract, and what that simply means is that he cannot work for another North American wrestling promotion such as Ring of Honor, TNA, so on and so forth, during that time period. But I have heard, I have heard that there are some people in New Japan Wrestling that are interested in bringing him overseas after his contract expires in July. That's just a rumor. Can't, can't give you any more than that. But if you're sitting around waiting for CM Punk to come back, folks, I believe that he is done with the WWE. So that's what I know. I, well, you know, there's a part of me that says, you know, I think he is done. But we all know how uh, Punk likes to uh, pull people's chains and things like that. So I I don't know what to make of it. I really, really don't. I don't know whether to believe that he's finally done, period, or is this big? Is this some big ruse or something mm-hmm. that we're getting the wool pulled over our eyes? I, I don't know. But, you know, I'm a big CM Punk fan, so I'm going to hope against hope that he's going to return to wrestling in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. It bothers well, me when he says I'm retired from wrestling, not necessarily from the WWE, but I'm just I'm retired from wrestling. Right. You know that that bothers me a little bit. I understand. You uh, you went to a uh, wrestling event yourself, didn't you, this past weekend? I sure did. I had a great time. I went to Firestar Pro Wrestling in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. at the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club, and I got to meet Mr. Bobby Lashley. Sweet. How was he? And he he is a super nice guy. He smiles the entire time. So I go in, and my good buddy Mike is um, 
handling everything. And um, I go in and I, you know, shake Bobby's hand, and he's like, "What does your shirt mean?" And I and I had a Team Caleb shirt on. Mm-hmm. So uh, he says, "What does that mean?" And I said, "You know, Caleb Conley." And, and he, he said, said, "Oh, I know that oh, yeah. ham and egger." He did not say that. He said, oh, I know Caleb. We've worked a couple shows together. I said, yeah, Caleb is great. And I just started talking about how great Caleb Conley was. Uh, Bobby Lashley doesn't care about Caleb Conley. (laughs) But I told him, you know, at the end, I was like, but, you know, you're great, too. And I really enjoy seeing you on TNA. I enjoyed seeing you on WWE. Um, Super nice guy. I got my picture made with him. Mm. He is solid as a rock. But yeah. I just thought, I'm like, I, I'm even putting Caleb over to Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley does but, not care so. about Caleb Conley. <laughs> he doesn't. You walked up to him he and said, oh, about yes. my shirt. Yeah, I know. He probably thought it was, you know, some kind of charity run or something. He didn't, he didn't know what it was. Hey, you know, you ask about my shirt, you're going to I get know, the I know, I know. So, I know. anyway. Right. Um, it, some PWX guys were there, uh, like Cedric Alexander, Caleb, and Drew Myers. And, wait a second. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold Lance on. Time out. Time out. Hold on. Time out. You saw Cedric Alexander? Yes, I did. Did, did he see you? He did indeed. I was standing in the lobby waiting for Bobby, and here comes uh, Mitch and Cedric. And I looked at Cedric and smiled at him, and he gives me this look like he always gives me when he sees I have a Caleb Conley shirt on. Mm-hmm. And I offered my hand in a handshake, and he wouldn't even shake my hand. Well, imagine that. I know. Uh, I, was a, I was congratulating the man. What did you expect him to do? As I said before... What did you expect I wasn't expecting him to do? a hug. No. Huh? No, I was not. No, I was not expecting him to hug me. I was at least expecting a handshake of some sort when I told him congratulations on winning the PWX title. But he wouldn't even shake your hand, would he? Mm-hmm. Well. No, he wouldn't. I got some kind of left uh, left-handed kind of eh, shake. So no, he would not shake my hand. That's my boy. And I did extend my hand. That's my boy. Oh, okay, whatever. I'll see him at the end of the month. You just wait. Okay. Uh, well, you tell him I said anyway, hey. Was, you, you tell him I said hey. I will. A big I smile do. will come across his okay. face. Your BFF Bob is what I'll tell him. Tell him that. Anyway. You tell him that. He yeah. even he had the PWX title, which looked uh, nice on him. I I've never said anything bad about Cedric personally or his ability. Cedric is a phenomenal wrestler. Well, but they had Cedric, a tournament for Cedric. Just follows Cedric. Just follows your own mantra. He supports people that support him. If you're going to walk up to him with a Team Caleb shirt on, and after everything that you've said, expect him to greet you with, you know, hugs and kisses and rainbows everything and sunshine, girl. You are delusional. Delusional. Everything I said. Said yes. anything bad about Cedric Alexander? You did everything but drag that poor man's name through the mud. You did everything but drag that poor man's name through the mud. I Come have on, we not have not driven. I have not. Whatever. Anyway, 
anyway, I don't have all night to pick up your mess. I don't have all night to clean up your mess. We're going to pick up some mess here in a minute. Well, anyway, Chris Lee uh, won the tournament, and he gets a shot at any time at Scrapyard Dogs Firestar Pro Wrestling title. Um, Mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley uh, wrestled, um, oh, gosh. Now, you got me so worked up, Bob, I can't remember his name. Really great wrestler. Uh, There's a faction there called uh, Revolution, and um, they got a guy there that reminds me of Tommy, but he's not as good as Tommy. Sorry, he's not. Uh, but really interesting. It's Scrapyard Dog. Um, you have made me just forget all this. Anyway, okay. really great card. If you uh, go out to, um, they're going to have another card in September. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, go out. Um, I'm not sure who's going to be on that card. They haven't. Um, talked about that, but it was, a, it was a pretty good card. I was, I was highly entertained. Like I said, I got to see, got to see Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, got to see Bobby Lashley. Excellent, excellent guy. So that was my Sunday, and um, I don't have a lot of information on HCWA. They're putting together their card for the 21st of June. They're actually allowing fans to vote on some of the matches. So if you're in the Reedsville area, Get out to the Reedsville National Guard Armory on June 21st, and also go visit their Facebook page. Just type in HCWA in the search bar and mm-hmm. vote on who you'd like to see face one another. I think that's a pretty good um, idea. You know, get the fans involved. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, I saw this on social media, and I thought I would mention it because I. This is one. This is one of the things that that I remember. This was the last bit of positive news I remember talking about as far as TNA was concerned. We don't talk a lot about TNA, um, but what I saw was I saw a series of tweets back and forth between Taryn Terrell and Dixie Carter, and one of the the positive notes that right before I I started flipping TNA back and forth was that there was a series of matches that was short between Gail Kim and, and Taryn uh, that were just really excellent. As a matter of fact, I had felt that the last match that they had before Taryn went on maternity leave, before she found out that she was pregnant, uh, was actually a match of the year candidate uh, across the board, not only for females but for males. I thought the match was that good. But all that being said, it would appear that Taryn is on her way back to TNA. She had been on maternity leave. Some of you may know this or may not, but uh, her and her boyfriend have had a, had, a, had a child, and it looks like she's getting ready to go back to the ring. So that would be a huge boost in the arm for TNA as far as the women's division is concerned because I think Taryn Terrell was probably or is probably one of the biggest surprises out of the knockouts division uh, that happened in TNA within the last year. And, you know, they brought back Angelina Love. Uh, they brought in uh, Brittany. They brought in a couple other girls and, and tried to mix some, some things up. But there was just that something missing, and I think that she's a part of it. So it's really cool to see her coming back to TNA. Um, House of Hardcore, Tommy yes. Dreamer's promotion. House of Hardcore is planning a trip out west to the West Coast. So West Coast fans, June 14th, 
and was trying to find out the the location on this and uh from what i from what I gather on this, I believe that it is being held at a uh at a casino I'm trying to pull this up now I've got it it just says uh House of Hardcore, uh, the West Coast Invasion, Saturday, June 14th, Harrah's Resort, Southern California, Fan Fest and Autograph Convention, 10 to 5. Uh, tickets and info, www. I believe it is AIASE.com. It's American Icon Autographs is, uh, as part of, is, is one of the sponsors on this, but I'm looking at the flyer now. And if these are the people that are going to be there, this is a who's who of pro wrestling. I'm looking at the flyer. I see Joey Ryan, Gene Okerlund, believe it or not, Dennis Rodman, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, Bill Goldberg, Terry Funk, uh, Sean Waltman. There, there are too many of them squeezing here. Uh, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian. I'm just looking at the pictures on here, folks. Uh, there are quite a few people that are listed for this. So, like I said, this to uh, Ron Simmons, Matt Hardy. I mean, this is a, a virtual who's who of, uh, of folks. So, uh, June 14th, Harris Resort. It just says Southern California on the flyer. I'm sorry I can't give you any more than that. I imagine if you go to Google Harris Resort, you can get an actual address. But my whole thing on this is that I'm wondering, you know, for House of Hardcore, which is a uh, an East based uh, East Coast based promotion, I'm wondering if this isn't their first foray out to the West to test the waters. If this is just a one time so. deal, or if this is something, you know, that he plans on doing more of. Because uh, I found that very interesting that they're willing to go from usually running in the Philadelphia area all the way out to California. So might want to keep our eye on that. Most certainly, most certainly. Anytime it's got anything to do with Tommy Dreamer, you know. Mhm. He puts on some I good agree. shows. Absolutely. Um, I want, I want to give a shout out to a previous guest and a friend of mine that I had not been giving shout shout outs as of late, and I'm very sorry about that, Cameron. Cameron Cade, King of the Selfie. If you're not looking at his selfies, you need to. Seriously. Cameron's got a big match coming up this Friday night for Southern Extreme Championship Wrestling in Temple, Georgia. He is in the main event versus Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. What a... Uh, that's pretty... That's pretty intense. What a, what a career lifter that could be for him. You know, not saying no that kidding. his career's in the no dumps kidding. or anything like that, but no. career booster, no, I no, should no. say. Yeah, I mean, it's... Robert Gibson, and if you guys want to attend, like I said, um, it is in Temple, Georgia, and the number for tickets is 770-783-9626. See, Cameron, I still love you. And I uh, quickly want to uh, mention uh, indie power rankings. If you guys are not voting for your favorite indie wrestlers every Monday and then on Tuesdays they have the tag team uh, poll, go do that. Um, you can even write in a wrestler. You don't have to pick from the ones that they have. Uh, you can see them on Facebook at Indie Power Rankings and also on Twitter at Indie Power Ranking or Rankin No G. So probably like us, they couldn't fit the whole name on there. Do you mean anybody can vote on that? 
anybody at all, Bob. See, you now I feel kind of now I feel kind of slighted because uh, they were sending me messages asking me to vote on their poll, and I thought I was like some part of some part of some exclusive club, and now I find out that any schmo can vote. <laughs> we got people that are probably going to write in Mickey Mouse on there. God, when is my shift going to come in around this joint? Jeez. A um, little bit of little bit of troubling news, but it's not anything that can't be handled. Um, some of y'all are familiar with Andrew Everett. He's wrestled for uh, PWX, wrestled for CWF he Mid Atlantic. Saw him wrestle at uh, WrestleCon in New Orleans. Uh, Andrew Everett has suffered both a torn ACL and MCL, requiring surgery. Um, he first talked about having problems in mid-May with his knee. Went and had MRI done on it, and the MRI results came back, torn, needing surgery. Uh, We certainly want to wish Andrew a successful surgery and a speedy recovery. Uh, A number of years ago, this would have been the kiss of death for any athlete. But in this day and age, with the advancements in medicine and sports medicine, I mean, just look at some of the athletes that have came back even better and stronger after that type of surgery, I have no doubts in my mind whatsoever that we'll see Andrew Everett in the ring again. He's an extremely, extremely talented guy. He's on one of my higher-end lists of guys that I, I like to watch because I know that the match is just going to be off the hook, that he gives it 110% every time he's in the ring. So we here at the show, Andrew, we certainly wish you the best of luck and a, and a speedy recovery with the knee. Um, sure do. There's a promotion that's on our on our uh, website and it's uh, on our Facebook page and all that other stuff. And I got a message about this and I thought I'd bring it up. We had somebody ask us why we haven't been talking about Global Force Wrestling, which is Jeff Jarrett's new promotion uh, that he's been working on. Now, if you followed this at all, uh, there were rumblings after he left TNA that he would be getting involved in a new promotion and then. There was a lot of silence. You know, there wasn't anything coming out. And then uh, started putting out tweets about getting things together, and then a website came out. The reason why we haven't been mentioning a lot about Global Force is because uh, there just really hasn't been a lot to talk about. Um, I know that Jeff and Karen have been taking indie bookings. I know that I saw him and her. Bob? Bob, are you there? Hey, uh, sorry about that. Not exactly sure what's going on. Um, Sounded like uh, Bob may have gotten dropped or something, but I did. Um, Do want to um, make a correction that uh, my good friend Cameron Cade just uh, told me about on Twitter that that show with Robert Gibson has been canceled, but Cameron does have uh, a show uh, with Brandon Parker in uh, Augusta, Georgia on June 15th, and he has Drew Adler on June 21st in Dublin, Georgia. See, Cameron, still love you. Uh, hey, Laura. Um, I, I, I am hey. back. Laura, can you hear me? I can hear you. What happened? 
I don't know. There's some something happened with my uh, with my phone, and uh, I had uh-huh. to switch phones, folks. I, I certainly apologize for uh, for the call. It just my call dropped completely off, and it logged me out of the uh, studio and all that good stuff. But it appears that I'm back, and uh, I apologize for uh, apologize for the uh, inconvenience. So. Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you, what exactly happened. It was something here to do with my uh, with my line here at the house. So uh, I'm calling on my on an alternate phone. Can you hear me okay, Laura? I sure can. I, I didn't know what had happened. I thought maybe it would drop me, so I called back in. And then, um, and then I get messages from everybody. It's like, keep talking, you're still alive. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, like nobody's live now. To, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to get back to what I was talking about, folks, I'm sorry. Uh, the reason why we haven't m- mentioned a lot of uh, Jeff Jarrett's global wrestling or gro- global force wrestling uh, is because he's taking any bookings and doing what he's calling talent searches. Uh, the last talent search seminar uh, was held in Windsor, Ontario, Canada on June the 1st. If you'd like to find out more info um, as well, uh, you can check them out at www.globalforcewrestling.com. There's really just not that much information on the website right now. Uh, it shows uh, how to buy some shirts and some 8x10s of him and Karen, and there's a, a link on there about teaming up with Hermie Sadler from NASCAR, and there's a like a three-part promotional web video from Mick Foley. But other than that, that's it. So, you know, until we, when we get some more information about Global Force Wrestling, you know, as far as talent, shows, so on and so forth, we'll certainly pass it on. Oh, sure, because I'm interested in, in seeing what old uh, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T's got up his sleeve. So, um mm-hmm. I want to talk about our fan dude of the week. This is something I started um, kind of just in jest and on the fly, but I think we ought to, you know, to recognize some people who have um, uh, helped us along the way. And our fan dude of the week this week is one of my friends, guy I went to wrestling with on uh, Sunday, James Strong Style Shaver. He has a page called Pro Wrestling Carolinas. It's a Facebook page. He travels as much as he can to review some shows throughout the Carolinas, and he's starting to promote our show on his page. He also has a lot of wrestlers on his page as well. So it's it's nothing that, um, you know, it's something that can only help us, basically. So we really appreciate James for doing that and just wanted to say, hey, James, you're our fan dude of the week. Very cool. And I, and I know that, and I saw this too, uh, that uh, James had posted um, something uh, <laughs> about cheesecake on his Facebook page. James, don't be a cheapskate. Just because cheesecake costs seven dollars and fifty cents a slice at the Cheesecake Factory doesn't mean that you should pass up on it. Just saying. So, you know, um, are you using Skype? You're not using Skype, are you? To call no. in, right? Okay. No. Why? Right. Why? Uh, someone had just had told me to tell you not to stop using Skype to call in. So. Well, 
I'll tell you what, Laura, hold on here a second. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting caught up in something here. Laura, can you cover for me for just a moment, please? Um, yeah, sure. And also, I believe there's somebody in queue that wants to talk as well. But um, I'll talk well, about a few I'm, things while you're while you're yeah, on. I'm, I'm going to try to put him on. Bear with me here for about 30 seconds, folks. If if something goes on, okay. don't worry. The show is still going on. Just bear with me just a moment, okay? And we're going to we're going to bring this guy on. Eric, I know you're there. I'm going to give you a couple minutes while I try to work out this technical difficulty, all right? That sounds good. Um, all right, honestly, I'm going, to, Go I'm going to come on here and, you know, Sleaze is not going to get heat tonight because apparently Sleaze has gotten too much heat. I didn't think it was possible, but Sleaze has gotten too much heat. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, I thought, I, I mean, you know. I didn't know I was that good at working working people online, but damn, I'm good. I mean, I, I've never smiled so much in my life during um radio promo. That was amazing. Um, the one thing I do want to mention is, you know, out of all that was said, you know, and the past is the past. I'm going to leave everything in the past, but I do and would greatly appreciate uh, the certain gentleman that used my government name. To uh, to it doesn't even have to be on the radio show. You can do it on your Facebook. Uh, I'm not a big fan of female disrespect because I was raised by my mama. So for someone to attack a girl that did not have anything to do with uh, anything that was said by me, I think that person is um, indeed in need of an apology because Lord. Laura, you're a nice girl. You had nothing to do with that, and I'm sorry that you got uh, caught in the middle of my heat. So, um, that I would appreciate right, if you would get. Um, I would appreciate if someone gave you an apology. If not, it shows who's the bigger man in this situation. And honestly, I'm going to put it to you guys like this. You know, I may not be the best wrestler in the world by no means. I honestly, some people would say I suck. Apparently. One guy who is not going to be my fan ever in life is uh, uh, thinks I uh, thinks I suck and I don't deserve anything. And I mean, it brings a tear to my eye as I speak on this radio station how sad I am that I had lost one fan today. Oh, that drops me down so deep, 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 deep. But beyond the point, you know, there's a lot of other people in the Sleeves Army. You know, I'm going to give shout outs while we're waiting for Bob. We got Jordan Castles. You know, this guy's listening in. He's about to tweet right now. Uh, Sleeve said my name. Do it now, Jordan. Um, you know, I got, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world of Sleeves. You know, I'm about to travel to uh, Augusta with Cameron Cade. You know, I'll be at the same show Cameron's at. Uh, just want everybody to know that, not, not plugging myself into Cameron's news. Dick. Well, um, you didn't tell me that. I would have done that. Hey, hey, it's a it's it's live wire. It's the it's it's the big one, you know. I'm going against the professor. You know? Uh and then the next week I'm debuting in Atlanta for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment and I'm gonna be in a match a match called Sink or Swim, which means if the fans hate me, hopefully there's not a million Joe Whites in the crowd, because then I'll never have a chance of getting booked again. Um but you know, if you if the fans don't like me, I don't get booked again. But if the fans love me, guess what? I'm going to be there for the rest of, for the rest of eternity, so people will have to deal with it. 
Um, so, you know, big things up up and coming. We got Fireball's Grindhouse show coming up again. And uh, Tremont, a lot of sleaziness, getting nasty. I, I saw the flyer. Guess who's going to be there, Laura? You. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't going to say me. I'm not. I'm not self-absorbed. I'm not going to say my myself. But um, Necro Butcher is going to be there. Justin Fireball is going to be yes. there. Big country. Uh, there's so many people that are going to be there. I just can't name them all because I mean, there's going to be women twerking, 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 twerking. I don't know how they say it, but I'm planning to open up the sleeves, kissing booth again. Who knows what's going to happen? Oh, for, I thought that the yeah, health that, department that closed that down. Last time. Bob, I love you. I'm not even trying to get heat today. I'm not even oh, trying no. to get heat today. I got too much heat. Too much heat, Bob. I know. I can't do this segment anymore. I can't do it. I just can't do it, Bob. I understand. But, but you know what? I love this show. That's why I call in every week. I'm, I guess I'm going to have to go on hiatus because I'm, I'm bringing too much hate to y'all's show. Well, I'm going to have to retire from y'all's show, man. I guess I... Guess I'll have to go find some other show to go on to. I don't want fans to drop off the map from listening to y'all because well, they hate me. I and don't want you to stop tune. calling the show. They're going to tune out if I if I call in. You know, I mean we got we got a referee coming up in like less than thirteen minutes. We got a referee, one of the best referees in the business, Mitch. Not and not Mitch called in earlier. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I have to apologize on behalf of myself for doing what I said I was going to do from day one when I started that segment, and that was sleaze is going to get heat. You're welcome. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> and there goes Eric Thompson. <laughs> At any rate, does this phone sound okay, Laura? I know that- it sounds great. It really does. Okay. All right. I, I, I wanna, wanted to apologize again, folks. You know, a lot of times we, we're dealing with a lot of technology here. You know, we're dealing with the Internet. We're dealing with laptops. We've got other phones out, other iPads, other devices. And, and I found the source of the problem, Laura, as to why my call blanked out. My, uh, my dog that? My dog unplugged the, uh, the, uh, the telephone. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. He's laying over he there on a blanket. You not want to talk about Cedric anymore either. <laughs> no, I know. She's laying over there on a blanket. I guess her foot got caught on the cord. She pulled it right out of the jack. So that's how that goes. So of all the that's of all the, techno- right. all the technological disasters, Coco, my dog, pulled the jack out of the wall. So yeah. It happens. Uh, moving along. I uh, wanted to clarify uh, a wrestler I mentioned last week that will be coming down this way for uh, NWA Bayou Independent Wrestling in August. It is Chase Owens who will be down in this area uh, in August, and we'll, we'll cover that. I, I knew it was one of the Chases, but I couldn't, uh, couldn't remember if it was Chase Brown or Chase Owens, but it is Chase Owens. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, the cool thing about wrestling, other than getting to meet people like Eric Thompson and Cedric Alexander and Caleb Conley and all the people that Laura and I have gotten to meet you know, over time, is that we get to be able to discover new wrestlers to watch. And I found two of them this weekend. 
One of them is Joey Chaos. Uh, he also goes by the name of Joey Munoz. Uh, and I saw him on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and our good friend, former show guest Stu Stone, was putting him over. I guess he is pretty big, at least on the West Coast, as far as the deathmatch scene is concerned. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. He, he was wrestling um, Eric Cross. Uh, or no, he was not wrestling Eric Cross. He was wrestling um, the CWF champion, uh, Ricky Martell, is who he was wrestling, and put on a really good match. And uh, sent him a tweet and told him I, I, you know, wasn't familiar with him and, uh, you know, got to watch his match and, you know, he favored it, you know, and all that other good stuff. So it's always cool to be able to pick up, you know, other new wrestlers. Now the second wrestler that I came across, um, and this goes back to our interview last week from former show guest Allie Parker had put up a match between her and Mary Elizabeth Monroe. And I thought, I'm going to check this out further after we got off the air. So over the weekend, you know, I Googled her and I went on YouTube and all that other stuff and got to see some of her matches, watched uh, some of her matches, saw some of her stuff from uh, OVW and several other promotions. And, uh, you know, I sent her a couple of tweets and, uh, you know, you put it that I had a new Twitter crush. And then I want to... I wanna mm-hmm. What this is, Laura, I'm almost like what you call a talent scout, okay? Is that what what you are? Okay. Yeah, I'm a talent scout, okay, because what I do is is that, you know, I go out and I look at at different wrestlers and I I say, well, you know, this this person, they're okay, this person, not so much, this person has extreme talent. And what I really think is is that I think that Mary Elizabeth Monroe should follow me on Twitter, you know, and I think that our fans should tweet her, and her Twitter address is at WrestlerMEM. And I think we ought to put the hashtag, you know, we get all these hashtags all the time. I think the hashtag should be follow Bunkhouse Bob. And the reason why she should follow me, and you know this is true, Laura, you can't dispute this. Because when I talk about wrestlers on this show, on Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show, their stock goes up. No, That's I, true. I can't argue with that. Okay, their stock yeah, goes up. It's like I got, uh, it's like I've got the golden touch. Big things happen. You're like the goose who laid the golden egg. That's what you are. Do what? The goose that laid the golden egg. Yeah, we're talking about are. we're talking about people's careers. We're talking about if you stick with me, I take you to the top, and if you don't stick with me, you're never heard from again. That's a quote from Bobby Heenan, but it applies here, too. I'm telling you, Mary, if you follow me and you listen to this show and you get hooked up, sky's the limit, baby. Sky's the limit. So you need to follow me. Follow me, Mary. You stick with Bob and you'll go places because look where I am. Yeah, look where you are. Mired in mediocrity, talking about an ex-champ that doesn't stand a chance of touching that belt again. So, you just wait. at any rate, Mary Elizabeth Monroe, follow me on Twitter. It's not hard. I'm a nice guy. Uh, I mentioned last week 
that Kojima was here from Japan to do three NWA world title defenses. He had one defense against uh, Houston Carson in Cypress, Texas. Unfortunately, one of the guys that I've been talking high about, Houston Carson, unfortunately did not pick up the win on that. But uh, Rob Conway defeated Kojima Monday night in Las Vegas to become the new NWA world champion. So it will be interesting to see uh, if he goes on and makes the third appearance or if he goes on and beats feet back to Japan or if Rob will go on and defend the belt at the third appearance. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we try to get some indie events in because Mitch Blaylock will be joining us here at, uh, at 8 o'clock. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. I saw this. I don't know if you saw this or not, Laura. There are new shirts featuring Caleb Conley and Cedric Alexander out June the 9th from a clothing company called mm -hmm. Strong Style Life Clothing. Uh, their website, and I don't know if it's just Caleb and Cedric or how many people they're going to, how many people are going There's to end Corey up getting Hollis shirts. Too. There's Corey Hollis, too. The website for this mm -hmm. is uh, www.sslclothing.com. Uh, I looked at them. The shirts look really tight, and uh, I'll even admit it. They do. Caleb's shirt looks pretty cool, too, and, you know, I'm not a Caleb Hardley supporter, so, you know. It, it does, and, it, and one of them's going to be mine. And one of them's going to be yours. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you going to buy the Cedric Alexander shirt? I might. I have a Cedric Alexander shirt. Thank you very much. One girl can't do with just one pair of shoes. How can you do with just one wrestling T-shirt? Bob, I have 20 or 30 wrestling T-shirts in my closet, most of mm. which are indie wrestling T-shirts. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Tell me about uh, tell me about House of Hardcore. House of Hardcore, Friday, June 6th, which is this Friday, at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York, at 8 o'clock bell time. Scheduled to appear, Abyss, Team 3D, AJ Styles, Chris Hero, Bad Influence, Kevin Steen. Look, people, if you want to see Kevin Steen before he gets down to Florida, you might want to go to this show. Adam Pierce, he doesn't come on this side of the Mississippi very much. Tommy Dreamer and more. Then the next night they're going to have um, wrestling again in, in Philadelphia at the National Guard Armory. It's at 7.30 bell time. Many of the same stars I just talked about are going to be on that card as well, but you can find out more by going to www.houseofhardcore.net. Ring of Honor is on the road to the best in the world pay-per-view Friday, June the 6th, 7.30 bell time at the SIU Center uh, in Carbondale, Illinois. Scheduled to appear Michael Elgin, Jimmy Jacobs, the Briscoes, Cedric Alexander, Bobby Fish, and more. Following night, Saturday night, June the 7th, at the Gateway Center in Collinsville, Illinois. Bell time there is 7.30. Scheduled to appear current Ring of Honor champion Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, Red Dragon, Tommaso Ciampa, Silas Young, and more. You can find out information about all Ring of Honor events, including the upcoming pay-per-view at www.rohwrestling.com. 
and CWF Mid-Atlantic is going to be having a show this Saturday, June 7th, at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina. It's a 7.30 bell time. There's going to be a no disqualification, no count out, false count anywhere. Trevor Lee versus previous guest Lance Lude. Love Lance Lude. For the Ultra J Championship. Also scheduled to appear Rick Converse. Manny Garcia, and I didn't get to talk about Manny Garcia, and I'm going to do it really briefly. He was at Firestar Pro Wrestling. This guy is good. So good. Gimmick is good. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see him in WWE in about three or four years. Mm. Um, Chase Dakota, there's going to be a battle bowl over the top, wrote Battle Royal for a golden ticket to schedule and sanction any match against any opponent of the winner's choice for up to six months. Kind of like a money in the bank kind of thing, I guess. Exactly. But um, check them out in Gibsonville Saturday. And um, I don't know if we have time for for Milestone. I don't have too much for Milestone. I'm just going to go through. Our friends at Milestone Wrestling are presenting a show Saturday night and June 7th at the National Guard Armory in Hickory. Uh, doors open at 7. Bell time is at 8. Tickets are eight bucks. Lil Donnie's gonna take on Terry Houston. I think it might be like, is it a dog collar match or? I believe I that. Exactly. Tell him. I think that's what he had said originally. I think that's what the yeah. stipulation was going to be. Basically, it's going to be an ass beating match. Is what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm gonna say Lil Donnie's gonna get ass beat again, but you know. Uh, Trey Chaos is going to challenge Colt 45 for the Smash Mouth uh, title. Uh, the Justice League is going to be there. Uh, like I said, tickets are eight bucks. Uh, Seven o'clock. Doors open eight p.m. Bell time. Hickory National uh, Hickory National Guard Armory. Real quick, Queens of Combat two. Um, there's going to be a ton of people there, but uh, and it is going to be. I tell you what, let's talk about Queens of Combat later. Okay. Because it's just about time to call Mitch. So I, I don't want to rush that, really, because I have Actually, I think he's going to call us. That's so what I mean. Can... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, just keep going, and when he when he pops up, I'll, I'll grab him. Okay. Um, it's Queen's Combat. It is going to be June 13th at Club Hush in Charlotte, North Carolina. Doors open at 7.30, 8 p.m. bell time. Uh, front row tickets are 20. General admission is 15. Um, Jake... Manny just announced this match today. Uh, it's going to be um, Sojo versus Amber O'Neill. There's something. Mm. I'm not sure what Amber did at the last uh, Queens of Combat, but Sojo ain't having it. So uh, they're going to go. Uh, Marty Bell is going to take on Heidi Lovelace. Uh, other people that are scheduled to appear is Taylor Hendricks, the Killer Death Machines, which is Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh. Solo Ooh. Darling, Sassy Steph, yeah, um, who is a previous guest. Uh, Miss Rachel, uh, Miss Natural, and previous guest Amanda Rodriguez. So everybody go out and support some women wrestling in the Charlotte area on the 13th at Club Hush. If you're a PWX fan and you're in Charlotte, I'm, you know where Club Hush is. So just get out there and support them and, um, because it's, I'm assuming if this is successful, they'll keep doing these things. All right. Go on, and, uh, go on and run down PWS and NWA for me, Laura, and I'll be right back. Uh, will do. Uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, Saturday, June 7th at the 
Rahway Rec Center in Rahway, New Jersey, and I'm mispronouncing that. Of course, Bob always gives me the hard ones. A special appearance by Brett the Hitman Hart and Booker T. I mean, who can beat that? Scheduled to appear, Buff Bagwell, the BWO, Zach Gowan, Devin Moore, Colt, Boom Boom Cabana, Shane Helms, Loki, Sanjay Dutt, and many more. Um, too weird a website to keep repeating them. I'm not sure what Bob means by that, but that's uh, that you can find them on that, Facebook. It's that one that's that weird one, like that bed of nails, black, backslash, PW. Oh. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a standard okay, website. So you. instead of trying to repeat that nonsense... Just go to Facebook gotcha. and search Pro Wrestling Syndicate. It's just as easy, and they put up their events. But this one, uh, pretty cool. Uh, Bret Hart, Booker T. You know what else needs to be said? So, go on and uh, go on, carry on, Laura. We're good. Okay, good, good, good. Um, NWA Elite Sunday, June eighth at the East Park Rec Center in Homa, Louisiana, five p.m. bell time. Scheduled to appear. John Saxon, Andy Dalton, Steve Anthony, Jason Kincaid, Matt Sigmund, and more. For more information about this, you can go to www.elitechampionshipwrestling.com. I'll go ahead and do Smoky Mountain as well since Bob's um, not there. Uh, NWA Smoky Mountain, Saturday, June 7th at the Sullivan Middle School in Kingsport, Tennessee. Um Okay, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what this means, but we'll, we'll go with it. Scheduled to appear, Chase Owens, Jason Kincaid, Air America, Daniel Mulligan, uh, WCW legend, and the guy that stole my gimmick, which is not my gimmick, is Bunkhouse Bob's uh, gimmick. Uh, Bunkhouse Buck will uh, make an appearance there at Smoky Mountain. For more information, you can go to com. And while... Um, uh, we're waiting I'm, for, I'm, I'm here uh, now, Bob. Laura. He did, he did steal my okay. gimmick. Bunkhouse Buck stole my gimmick. Uh, I've been Bunkhouse he, Bob I mean, since 1968. Okay. He, no, he you was haven't. Bunkhouse. Yes, I have, and he was Bunkhouse Buck for a cup of coffee. Okay. No. So, uh, you, when I first met out? you, you were Twitter Bob. Yeah. Well, that was. I, I didn't give you my real name because I, I didn't know you. I thought I might be uh, being catfished. I thought I was going to be on MTV. <laughs> All right, okay. folks, moving right along as promised, as as we put out on social media, as, as booked, as billed. Joining us now in studio is our good friend and referee, Mitch Blaylock. Mitch, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks uh, for you guys having me on the show. Not a problem at Mitch, all, sir. Not Mitch, a problem at all. Mitch. Yes, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Folks, our, our studio line is 213-816-1605. Mitch, uh, I know that you've been uh, going through a lot uh, over the course of the past few months, and, and I wanted, wanted to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. Uh, for those of you that follow Mitch on social media, and we'll give out – his social media information at the at the uh, at the end of everything, but he's had a few things going on. And uh, Mitch, both Laura and I, and I know Laura's going to say something to you. Uh, both Laura and I are, are certainly your family uh, is in our thoughts and our prayers, and we certainly hope that uh, uh, you get the resolution that you're looking for, my friend. So, just uh, wanted you to know that we're thinking about you. Well, I appreciate that very much. You know, it's uh, 
you don't find too many people like that in the world these days that, uh, you know, uh, follow me on, on any social media or whatever that, uh, they're the kind of friends that I have on Facebook and y'all guys, you know, um, my grandpa actually did get to come home today. So, uh, he's at home chillaxing and, uh, hopefully that, uh, that, uh, we can, we can all get through this and everything be resolved with, uh, you know, with a, with a good thing, you know, kind of lost their words. I, I understand. I understand completely. Yep. We uh, definitely wanted to thank you uh, while going through all this that you took the time to be with us tonight. Um, I'm going to throw you a curveball right out of the gate, okay? That's yeah. the way I like it. All right. If I had a group of wrestling <laughs> fans here, if I had a group of wrestling fans here right now, and I said to them, name me the first referee, wrestling referee that comes to your mind, I'd be willing to bet that 90% of them are going to say Earl Hebner, okay? Right. What did... Would did you say that's a fair statement? Oh, of course. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't carry your old Hebner's jock strap. Okay. With I mean, that to, being... to be honest, I mean, right. I, I mean, I've seen I've seen him over the years. I've watched him. Um, you know, he's actually. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, how do you get so good? You know, and and of course, my immediate my immediate comeback is, uh, you know, I'm really not that good. I just try to do the best that I can. Um, Earl Hebner is one of the guys that uh, I actually really studied on. I watch a lot of his uh, matches on YouTube, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, and uh, and he, you know, he, he's phenomenal. I wish I, I wish I could get a chance to work with him one time and uh, actually get his thoughts on uh, what he thinks about my work. But you know, we'll see. Hopefully, my future endeavors will uh, will allow me to do that. Well, here, here's the curveball that I wanted to throw at you. If if I said that to somebody, if name the first referee that comes to your mind, and people say Earl Hebner. With that being said, what did the Montreal screw job do to refereeing as we know it today? Because beforehand, the ref was just kind of a guy that was was there to do the count. You know, this this was right. the first. You know, this, this, this in my in, my, in recent memory, I'm, there's always been the you know the bannering back and forth. You know, and you know a ref would push a wrestler and a wrestler would push the ref back. But this actually thrust the third man right forefront out into the spotlight. What did that do to refereeing, in your opinion? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, I, I I think it kind of, uh, you know, I, I'll go back and say this, you know, referees, in my opinion, are one of the biggest uh, – is actually one of the biggest talent, and I'll call us talent because we are talent, whether you want to, you know, believe it or not. You know, you can look at me and not Mitch or, uh, or whoever and say, you know, he's just a referee, he's nothing. But actually, you know, we are the ones that I think, in my belief, is what uh, makes the matches, if you will. Um, and I, I, think it may, I think it played a major role in, uh, in wrestling you know, as it is today, you know, because a lot of referees, as Charles Robinson, you know, he went to, uh, he'd done the little Nate gimmick and, right. you know, and then uh, Earl Hebner done the Montreal screw job or, you know, vice versa. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's, re- it's really boosted the ref's egos, you know. Uh, right. Far, that's, what I, that's what I think, you know. I mean, we're, we're, a, ma- we're a major player in the ring. Yeah, and I, what I was going to add to that was, you know, you threw another, I want to throw another name, was Nick Patrick, 
You know, it, it pushed Nick Patrick forward too. That was WCW's response to the, you know, the whole thing. It pushed him out front, you know, and he became right. more involved. So, no, I, I would agree with you. I think that's a fair statement. And, and kind of tying into that, you know, most people now know what it takes to become a pro wrestler. You know, they they go to a wrestling school, they train, you know, they get hooked up with a promoter, and hopefully they, you know, they have the you know, the goods to be able to get into a ring and perform for people. What is the process for someone who wants to be a referee? Because we really don't hear much that about, you know, hear much about that, what the process is for somebody that says, you know, maybe wrestling's not for me, but I would like to be, you know, involved as a referee or, you know, something like that. How does that occur? Uh, a lot of that has to do, uh, you know, a lot of refs, a lot of good refs get unnoticed. And, and I think that's the reason why, this is the reason why, and sorry to some of the refs who try to be refs who can't be refs, my apologies go out to you. But uh, my thing is, you know, you have a lot of people who especially, you know, of course independent wrestling is where you start. But you have a lot of guys that I think, you know, and even, wrestler, even wrestlers yourself, they just want to jump in the ring just to say that, you know, they could say that, you know, oh, I wrestled this guy or – I ref this guy, you know, and and a lot of people, you know, take that for granted and, you know, take advantage of that. And the refs that uh, really want to, uh, it, it kind of puts a back, it, it kind of puts me and people like Charles and Jamie Tucker, you know, Jamie Tucker's been there, but, uh, and uh, it kind of puts us on the back burner because a lot of us guys, a lot of them guys, you know, just want to do it for free just so that they could say that. And you know they'll travel they'll travel a hundred miles just to do a show for nothing for maybe a hot dog and a can of, you know a soda or whatever you know right I mean I, I've been I've been paid I've been paid that before in my very first wrestling show and uh, I'm not gonna say who with but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's pretty bad it's pretty bad a lot of people would probably look down on me if I threw out this name but I'm not so. Uh, you know, I mean, you got a lot of people like that that's willing to do that, and it kind of puts people, you know, therefore I say again, people like me and Charles and everybody on the back shelf. Right. You know, if you, if you guys seen, uh, and I'm not knocking the guy one bit, but some stupid some stupid refereeing is what I like to call it. And I'm pretty sure y'all guys witnessed Thomasville where, uh, you know, you know what happened in Thomasville. Mm-hmm. You had that I do, yes, I fifth, do. You have that mysterious fifth ref that come out, and uh hope I'm not breaking KT yeah. too much. But, uh, but you know, you've got stupid people like that, and I'm not trying to call the guy, you know, not trying to call the guy out. Good guy, but, you know, people who don't know the business like that, you know, I mean, you shouldn't even be in the business at all. Now, just trying to trying to expand on that a little bit, Mitch, is it would it be fair to say that 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 most people then that that either are are decent referees or are, are good referees have been through the process of you know going through uh, going through what wrestlers go through as far as training is concerned to get that knowledge of the business starting out at the ground floor. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I can be. You can call me a liar if you want to, Buckhouse, but uh, here's the deal. I've never had a lick of training, ever. Okay. Never have I had a lick of training from nobody. 
You know, now I would go up to people like uh, Tommy Young. Tommy Young is one of my biggest mentors um, who actually will be at uh, Fan Fest this year. And uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, and you know, I, 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 I kind of, uh, hold on one second. I kind of uh, wanted to, uh, I'm actually pulling up at my house now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I got my kid in the car. Uh, but, uh, you know, refereeing is a big deal. You know, I, I, I take uh, I take it a little bit personal, you know. Um, right. I, I, I kind of think of, uh, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of people need to uh, – I lost my train of thought here, Bob. That's okay, brother. <laughs> you think That's that right. you – so what what you're saying is is that even though that you haven't been you haven't had training in that particular field that you would think that it would probably be a good idea, or if you didn't have somebody that was a strong enough mentor to you to to to, sure, to go on sure. and get some training. Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would okay. de- I would definitely uh, I would definitely say that you know. But you know what I did was like I said before I'm a YouTube guy DVD guy. Uh, I watched right. every everything about Tommy Young, everything about Earl Hebner, and I just watch what they do. And my and and I still do that on Raw and SmackDown, and, and TNA. You know, I always, you know, whether it's in like uh, High Point this past weekend, you know, I sit there and I watch the refs, you know, and I really don't pay attention to the matches. I, I watch what the refs are doing, and you know, some of them that's just absolutely and you know, forgive me for saying this, but they suck. Right, and they have no place. They have no place to be in the business. A lot of pe- I, I think uh, a lot of people. A lot of people take it for granted. You know, a lot of people just you know look at it like, uh, you know, th- this is what I've always wanted to do, but they're really not serious about it. You know, right. um, I've said before. Uh, you know, on my first radio interview, I told this guy. You know, I mean, I, I, I've been through. I've been through two families. You know. And I'm not going. I'm 32 years old, and I'm not going to let anything stop me from doing what I want to do. It's wrestling or the highway, right? I mean, that's that, that's me. Okay. Fair well, enough. family, family, re- wow. family wrestling, and then the highway. Right. 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 Well, um, you know, speaking of some uh, kind of questionable referees, I think maybe there was one in Greensboro Sunday. That you and I had Green. had a little conversation about. Hmm. I've actually had a lot going on in the past few days. You had to refresh my, my memory, Laura. Please. Um. It, well, I told you where we had seen this one wrestler before, and you couldn't believe it. Oh God, Almighty! Yes, yes, and the guy was actually in Omega too. He actually worked the Omega show. Yeah, Did he I know really? exactly who you're talking. About. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and he uh, and he even come up to me in Greensboro at the same show, you know, and was like, "Hey, man, can you come watch my match?" And even though that I told him what I thought about it, and there was actually one part in the match, um, can't remember exactly what happened, but uh, you know, he counted at his ass instead of his shoulders, and you know, sorry for saying a cuss word, yeah. but but you know, you say whatever. It, it, it just looks bad. It just looks terrible. You know, if it was up to me, mm-hmm. if it was up to me, I'd I'd fire every ref I ever seen, and me and Charles Collier would <laughs> <ref> everything. <laughs> I mean, it, not and I give props to not Mitch. I give props to not Mitch 
Charles Collier. He's he's actually my tag team partner and a very good friend of mine. And uh, I actually look up to Charles, and I look at Charles. You know, I even watch some of his stuff, and you know, Charles has helped me, and I've helped Charles. So, you know, that, that's kind of why I put uh, why Mitch and Charles put over the world. <laughs> well, and if you're not familiar with PWX and you've never been to a PWX show, uh, when Mitch is not out there refereeing, uh, there is uh, when the referee comes out, everybody chants "Not Mitch." And my good friend Adrian Rohr will sit there and, I mean, just give the ref the hardest time ever. Do your job, not Mitch. I've heard I don't know how many times. I mean, Mitch really is the most over-referee I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And that brings me back to, I know you said that you watched the YouTube videos on Tommy Young and, and Earl Hebner, but how did you get your start in wrestling? How did it all start for you? Um, Greg Price. Greg Price, my good friend who runs the uh, the Legends Fan Fest. Um, mm-hmm. He's been hounding me. He's been hounding me for years. I've known this guy for 20-plus years, you know, every well, 15-plus uh, years. Uh, met the guy when I was 16 years old, and ever since then, you know, been a heck of a guy. I've, I've worked with him for the past 10 years on fan fest and stuff like that, and he actually told me one day, he said, man, he said, you, you need to start working. I said, what do you mean? He said, I just believe that your size and your muscular – you know, your muscular body, which I think I'm just a skinny little puke. But uh, he told me, he says, man, he says, I need I need you to learn how to ref. And he threw me in a match with Timber, the Lumberjack, and Mike Youngblood, and LP Friends Stadium, um, I'm going to say seven years ago. Had Hacksaw, Kamala, Rock and Roll, uh, Midnight, uh, Jake the Snake was all on the show. And that was my very first match. And ever since then, he told me, he said, man, he says, you have the ability to be, to go to wherever federation you want to go. And he has pushed me so much to stick my chest out and be somebody. And I, I, just, ta- I just take that and I drill it in my mind, you know. And, and I take what other people say, you know, and take it like, you know, these people really dig me. So I must they be do. doing my job. I, I, I must be doing something right. And, and, it, and it actually, you know, it, it really makes me feel so good to hear them guys, you know, not Mitch, not Mitch, or especially at the, uh, you know, when Cedric won the belt, when Cedric won the belt, you know, we had four different refs and not, not Mitch, and then not, 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 not Mitch. And then that makes it, that, that, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel great. Well, you know, um, I missed the stage at Ziggy's because I always liked giving you hell over two and three counts. Oh, I would always yell at you. Because you're a Caleb Conley fan. That's the only reason why. (laughs) That's the only reason why. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) Thank you. You shut up, Bob. Speaking of not getting (laughs) twisted, um, you... I went on Facebook and told people that I did not extend my hand to Cedric Alexander, and you know that I did because you were no, you standing didn't. right there. <laughs> I, 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 Shut up, Bob. I'm telling you, it, it, it was just like one of those things. You know, Cedric was like, uh, "Do you really want to shake my hand?" And and she just—it was like one of them things to where she just had her wrist out right there above her rib cage, 
and that's all you could see was hand, and her arm was back the rest of the way. You yep. are telling the biggest fib, Mitch, that you've ever told in your life. That is no. not true. See, now we now we have a third-person corroboration of the truth that I already knew. See, I already knew this, Mitch. I, I, I knew this. He looked at her strutting up there with that Team Caleb shirt on and wondered what kind of cup of coffee she was going to try to push off on him after she has done drug his name through the mud. <laughs> not drug Cedric Alexander's name through the mud. Yes, you have. Don't quit lying, sure. Laura. Yeah, yeah I, I, know, I know. Her and Jordan Castle. Her and Jordan yep. Castle are the biggest Caleb Conley marks I've ever seen. And he, <laughs> see, I'm breaking kayfabe here, see. A ref should be neutral. A ref should be neutral here, and I'm going beyond. I'm going be. I'm going beyond neutral here, so I'm not going to say nothing. No, no. All you can do is call them like you see it, though. I mean, we're just going by, right. by strictly right. the evidence. We're not talking about hey, hey, talking about anything shady and here. And I'm not going to say Caleb Conley is uh, and Cedric Alexander. I hope you're not listening, brother. But uh, uh, Caleb Conley, I, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy reference matches, you know, what, no matter who it's with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, he's, a, he's a heck of a dude, heck of a guy. He, he, he's got good talent, but, uh, I mean, not to break kayfabe here, be neutral, but Cedric Alexander is the next WWE World Heavyweight Champion in the next five to six years, I hate to say it. And I disagree with that one bit. And the most important thing, yeah, Mitch. Then you, then you should start. Then you should start wearing a Cedric Alexander shirt too. Put the Caleb Conley gimmick on the front and put Cedric on the back. That way, you know you're kind of neutral between the two. <laughs> like, you know, like that's the, actually uh, a good idea. <laughs> oh, this is priceless. That's what I'm saying. You, hey, even the gimmick, even the gimmick that's got you know Caleb Conley's shirt, you could cut it in half, and then on the other half, you know whatever it could say, like kick to kill. With like a divider, That's a good idea. And that could yeah. even get yeah. that could that could even get Laura a new name instead of lovely Laura. We could call her like Laura Two Face. There you go. Bob. See, Bob and, said that I didn't. I just agreed. I know, and, and, Mitch. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> what? You know, like Harvey Two Face, Laura Two. You could just stand there and flip back and forth. Yeah, I, I'm a comic book geek. I know who Two-Face is. Thank you very much. I am not Two-Faced. I am not. I have never said one thing bad about Cedric Alexander personally or his professional abilities. He Just that he was against Caleb. So, uh, hmm. Anyway. Well, if I, so, so, let, so let me say this. When Cedric Alexander and Caleb Conley was the Sammo foe, you was all good with Cedric then, but, you know, once Caleb Conley turned, and if I remember correctly, Caleb Conley turned his back on Cedric. Thank you. Thank if you. If I remember correctly, I Caleb was, okay, yes, yes, but Caleb you, was bitch, the one. Let, let me I'll help you out before you, let me help you out before we have to break out the oxygen tank on you. You're talking to a brick wall, brother. You're not, I've been Sorry. preaching. <laughs> I, I knew about Caleb Conley months ago and informed our listeners, and some of our listeners were smart enough to get off the Conley aid, but just like Otis in the drunk tank, Laura just kept on sipping away out of her O-Face cup, and look where it left her at, laying in the gutter with nothing. Look, I'm a Caleb Conley fan, true and true. Don't care what he does, 
don't care who he does it to. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to support him, whatever. Start count now. Counter out. Counter out, because this isn't the Caleb Conley show. This is we got Mitch Blaylock on. We're not no more Caleb Conley. I'm trying to get back Mitch to Blaylock. my question. All right, we'll get I'm on with to get it, girl. Back to my question until somebody Come called on. me two faced. Carry anyway, on, uh, we were talking about Ziggy's and the two and the three counts. And the last time we were at Ziggy's, you had gotten hit in the nose, and all of us, you know, at ringside were really worried about whether or not you know that your nose had. Uh, had been broken, and thank thank goodness it hadn't been. But uh, what is the worst uh, in ring injury you've sustained, and how did that happen? Uh, never had one. Oh, okay, Good. okay. I, I can tell. I can. Okay, I tell you this. My uh, and when we run in High Point the first time, where it was Cedric and Caleb, and do you remember when? When Cedric uh, Cedric belted me, and then I guess you mm-hmm. know I was knocked out. But from what I hear, you know he just put the boots to Brian Kanabruski, who's the CEO mm-hmm. or president or owner of PWX. I I, I mean my jaw was hurting. I mean it, it hurt for uh, it hurt for three or four good days after that. You know I mean he 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 waylaid me, and to this day, you know he's my boy, and he'll say that I'm his boy, but. I kind of feel like that Cedric thought I betrayed him. Mm. Kind of like the Nick Patrick NWO gimmick, you know, I kind of, I screwed him. He thinks I screwed him. All right. But all in, all in the end, Cedric Alexander is the PWX heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, he is. And, you know, he has so far represented PWX very well. So far? Uh, he just won the belt. That's what I'm saying. So far, he's represented PWX well. That's what I'm talking about. He just won yeah, the belt. Has Caleb, has, Caleb Con- has Caleb Conley ever beat the guys that he did? Michael Elgin. I mean, uh, you know, Davey Richards. Who else? Jay Lethal. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Caleb Conley against none of those guys in PWX. I, That's I, true. I think Dave, I, I, didn't he wrestle Davey? I'm pretty sure that he did. Caleb, that is. I know he didn't wrestle Jay Lethal or Michael Elgin, but I mean he he did wrestle Kevin Steen in a cage match and beat him. And you know what all this boils down to really, and I figured it out finally, is that Bob is mad that Caleb beat his boy, oh Adam Cole, for the PWX title to begin with, and that's where all this comes from. We're not going to talk about that right now. We're not going to talk about that right now. That was I, epic. I, that was an epic matchup. Yeah. It was. I mean, that, it was, it was so mean, epic. Yeah, Caleb Conley beat Sexy Jesus. And remember, he got that chance. <laughs> Sexy Jesus. Mitch, do you, you feel that? like taking a? Mitch, do you feel like taking a call? Uh, hey, man, I'm willing to take any call you got. Throw at it. Throw it. Throw okay, it. Hold on. Let's see who this is. Seven oh four. You're on with uh, live from the Armory. Mister Blaylock, lovely Laura. And Bunkhouse Bob, Mr. K, just wanted to call and say, Mitch is the absolute best unsigned referee, along with not Mitch, Charles Culler, out there today. And that's exactly why they're working at PWX. 
Amen. Everybody, if you don't know who this guy is, this guy is Mr. K. He is Mr. Brian Kanabruski, the CEO, the president, the owner, whatever else you want to call it, of PWX. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live to the Armory with Mitch Blaylock and Brian Kanabruski. Hey, 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 Mitch, I want, my question for you is, uh, since you've been with me, what has been your absolute favorite match that you've done? Favorite match? Oh my gosh! Or, I mean, or give me top. So many... Give me top. Give me top three. Top three: AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. Okay. Um. Wow. Good gosh. Since I've been with you, Brian. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Since I've been with you. Yep. Oh. Uh, of course, Cedric Alexander and Caleb Collins. Uh, oh, my gosh. The third one. What's the third one? Mm. Los Bendejos versus worst-case worst scenario. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Or I think they people, are now. A lot of people don't know. Um, Mitch knows the, the, the Federation style or the Fed style. The WWE and the TNA style, he knows how to ref, okay? With or without training, Mitch knows where he needs to be. With or without training, Mitch knows how to make two guys in the ring dance with him. That's what makes a good referee. Taking pride in your work is what Mitch and Charles Culler do every time they work for me. That is why... If you want a referee for somebody, if you want to work for somebody, take pride in yourself first and foremost and put that into your work, and you're going to get continual bookings. I mean, Mitch, I know Mitch this year has, what, doubled, tripled your bookings, Mitch? Yeah. You're getting booked all over. Right. I mean, why? You get noticed when you perform well. Uh, It helps being on TV, but, I mean, you get noticed. I mean, performing well, and when you can perform across the board, no matter the circumstance, I mean, getting kicked in the face, you know, getting – did you get a brain buster too? No, I've never had a brain buster. Never had a brain buster, but, uh, I mean, I'd take one. I mean, it don't matter to me. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what I'm just as tough as Cedric or Caleb. I mean, I'm just as tough as Kevin Steen, and I hope he's listening. The ref just called out Kevin Steen. You hear that? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> don't get in, don't get in trouble. But um, I didn't I didn't want to interrupt. I just want to tell tell Mitch thank you for everything you do. Um, and uh, and I did I have talked with Mr. Price at NWA Legends NWALegends.com um, about getting a PWX. Um, showcase match uh, for one of the two shows that he puts on, and I am going to ask purposefully that you ref it. Okay. Hey, that, that awesome. hey, that's no get that. That's a given. That's a given. Anything okay. PWX has got mine and not Mitch's name on it. You got it. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna go back on the flip side and listen like a fan. Um, be a mark. 
yeah, exactly. Let the chance continue. <laughs> let the chance continue. Let the chance continue across the Twitterverse, and uh, everybody enjoy the rest of From the Armory with uh, Bunkhouse Bob, Lovely Laura, and referee Mitch Blaylock. And I am out. Thanks, y'all. Oh, and we'll see everybody on the twenty eighth in High Point. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Hey, isn't that the show that Chastity Taylor and Tessa Blanchard is wrestling? Yep. Didn't they? Uh, uh, <laughs> Whew. Let me guess. You signed up for that one, right? As soon as I've seen it. <laughs> as soon as I've seen it. Um, well, let me ask you this, Mitch. Uh, you know, we talked about how over you are and how popular you are, but what do you attribute to your popularity? What do you think makes you so popular with the fans? Um, that's a hard question. I mean, I guess uh, there's not too much. I mean, I guess I'm just doing my, my job, and, and, you know, they, they I'm, <laughs> that's really hard. That's really hard for me to answer. Uh, I, I guess I just take everything that I have. I put my game face on. Every time I step in the every time I step in the squared circle, and I just you know that's me for however long the match is, it's me, it's in my little it's not me and per se Caleb and Cedric whoever's wrestling it's it's me, I don't care what they do, I care about what I do, and and as long as I make it, you know as long as I'm, I make it look good, I'm happy with myself. Um, I, I just put my game face on. I mean, that, that's really a hard question for me to answer, but I hope I answered that appropriately. Well, you, no, you, you gave me the answer that, uh, you know, that you thought, so hey. Can't, yeah, be, can't be wrong if that's what you think. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I love going out there doing what I do. Um, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it back for nothing. And if I would have listened 10 years ago, 10 years ago to Greg Price, to, he he actually begged me for years and years and years. And, I, you know, I was like uh, one of them guys who had low self-esteem. I'm like, no, you know, I'm going to be no good, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then when he finally uh, when he finally put me in the squared circle, you know, I, I, I mean, I felt like uh, – I was the man in charge. I had the zebra stripes on, and I was, the, for once in my life, I was in charge. And I've took that ever since, and I guess, uh, you know, that's why people voted me 2013 Referee of the Year, and people think I'm the best. Uh, I don't think I'm the best, but I think I still have a lot to learn and uh, willing to learn and willing to listen to anybody. I'm, I'm doing the camp with uh, Tom Pritchard, Lance, uh, Lance Storm, Nigel McGinnis, uh, at FanFest, and Tom Pritchard has taught me a lot. So, you know, just take it from uh, from people like that, people like Matt Stryker, who's been in PWX. You know, I've had long conversations with, and uh, Jay Lethal and AJ Styles, and, you know, I, I just take that in, and and uh, I, I just go with it from there. The, the learning never stops, does it, Mitch? It never stops. You always learn through life. You always, it don't matter how old you are, you're going to learn something new every day. And I just, I just wish kids these days, I wish kids these days could understand that. Right. 
Now, we know that we know wrestlers get heckled all the time. They, you know, get threatened. We've had enough wrestlers on here and they've told us, you know, some crazy stories. What's the craziest thing that a fan has ever said to you at an event? Uh, you suck, honestly, to be truthful. That's that, the only that, thing that, I've ever heard. Really? That's the only thing. That, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. That's the only thing that I've ever heard. Was ref, you're blind. Or, you know, some stuff like I've never had, uh, I've never had anybody to confront me after a show or, you know, none of that stuff. Uh, but, you know, and they used to have that a lot back in the 80s. You know, people would see the refs or people would see whoever and, you know, cut. Ole Anderson, for one, he's been cut coming out through the crowd. Uh, uh, Roddy Piper, uh, mm-hmm. I think, and a couple other guys. Uh, but you suck and you're blind is about the only thing that's really, that's really ever uh, been said to me that that was that bad. Now, I know that, you know, crazy fans like Laura, you know, sometimes they'll even try to climb up into the ring. You know, they get so worked up over something. Have you ever had to uh, – have you ever had any fans that's tried to climb in the ring? Have you ever had to stop anybody from from doing something, you know, trying to come into a, come into the ring? Uh, not come into the ring, but if – I'm not sure if anybody remembers, and I can't remember who he was facing. It was Kevin Steen and somebody at Tremont. And they went to the outside and went, uh, Laura, you've been there, and I'm sure, Bob, you've been there too, to where you actually walk into the bar section. There's a set of bleachers that sit right there to the left. There was a guy sitting on the bottom. And uh, mm-hmm. he, Kevin Steen went to hit this guy. I, mean, I can't remember who it is. It may have been Caleb the first time. It wasn't the first time. First time wasn't in a cage match, right, Laura? Right, right. The first time wasn't, other. yeah. Yeah, the first time, yeah, I mean, they faced each other, you know, two or three times in PWX, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, a guy grabbed, I'm going to say Caleb, I may be wrong, but I'm going to say Caleb, they grabbed him and kind of like, you know, wouldn't let him go. So I had to, I had to mush this guy with my forearm until uh, the security took him out. I've always wow. wanted to witness somebody. I've always wanted to witness somebody get in the ring, because if they got in the ring in my match, you know, I don't care who it is. You know, you, you're coming in my territory. You ain't got to worry about Cedric, Caleb, Kevin Steen, or whoever you know is in the ring. You got to worry about the ref coming to you, because somebody steps in the ring with Mitch Blaylock, they're done for. No, I I had gotten a message. I was supposed to ask you about a about a uh, a fan named Thunderbolt. <laughs> oh, he's the main one. He's the main one. He heckles me all the time. Call it straight, Mitch. You know, he just, I love. I, I absolutely love the guy, and I will. And I wish that we could have a hundred fans of him at every PWX show. I really right. do. Um, uh, you know, it, it, he knows the deal. It's entertainment. He knows it's good stuff. You know he comes and has fun, and I and I actually I absolutely you know have fun just sitting there heckling me or whoever he's, or whoever he's heckling. Right. He's a good one. Yeah, he's a very good one. Love him, love him to death. <laughs> well, um, I want to ask you a question. Uh, George Coles, uh, one of our fans, 
asked me to ask you um, about Todd Sinclair from Ring of Honor. And, you know, what's your opinion of him? And is there a, 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 a referee named Bryce, too, from Ring of Honor? Todd St. Clair? Todd St. Clair is, is what, uh, yeah, what do you think of him? Uh, he's good. I mean, uh, I don't think he's the best ref out there. I mean, I, re- I really don't. I've witnessed a lot of good uh a lot of good refs, and I don't think he's the, you know, uh, but he's the a good end all ref. be all. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Um, little off topic. I know you're a Boston Red Sox fan. So, uh, <laughs> Big Poppy. Big Poppy. So, what do you think your ch- their chances are this year? Of repeat. Yeah, of repeating yeah. the World Series, uh, slim to none. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, not not unless uh, I mean, you know, the Red Sox. They've had uh, they've had uh, what's his name, uh, Mike Napoli, and uh, Shane Victorino, right. who's been in, who's been injured, and uh, hopefully see them guys come back soon. But uh, the pitching hasn't been all that great. John Lester's been struggling, and uh, Clay Buckholz is definitely is definitely struggling. Uh, the the bull the bullpen really isn't what uh what it's supposed to be coming from the you know from winning the World Series but you know time will tell you know you never know because uh, Red Sox they were clutch last year so uh, they'll definitely make the playoffs yeah, they but were. I don't see them I don't see them making it past the divisional sorry sorry about that yeah, I'm a Braves fan. I just yeah, yeah, we are. Hey, well, you know that's actually where I went. I went um, two Tuesdays ago to Atlanta to see the Red Sox play Atlanta, and I'm fortunate enough to say I got to see I got to see the Red Sox sweep them four straight. I didn't actually see all four games. I watched I watched them, but I did actually go to uh, the second game and uh, come back in one six three, and I was a happy camper for that. Yeah, I was not too happy myself, but you know that's. Oh, it's all good. Um, hey, I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm a Braves fan too. I'm a Braves fan too. See? So I mean, you know, it, it, either way, I'd have walked out of here with a dub. There you go. That's a good way to look at it. Um, you know, you everybody knows that you officiated the um, the AJ Styles versus Cedric uh, Dream Match, the last of the mm-hmm. Dream Match series. Uh, for PWX, and you know what were those opening moments like for you, and you know, and that match, you know, with the caliber of talent that was in that ring that night. Um, to to me, it was it was I I felt nervous, I felt very nervous because I mean, of course, it's a phenomenal one. AJ Styles, you know, one of the best talents I've ever seen, and I can say I've ever worked with, and. Uh, he he really put me over after the deal, but uh, the fir- the first part it was very nerve wracking for me, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I had to adapt because uh, honestly, you know five six hundred people is the second biggest crowd I've ever worked I've ever worked in, so you know that kind of got to me. Right. Uh, but just you know just watching Cedric and AJ, you know just sit across the ring from each other and just stare each other down. And you know, to ask Cedric, Cedric, you ready? AJ, you ready? 
and to see them do a collar elbow tie up, it was it was like watching two bulls two bulls collide, and it it was just an awesome moment for me. It was epic. It was one of the best. It, I would probably have to say the best match I've ever worked. I mean, it was phenomenal talent. AJ Styles, he is so over with everybody. Ring of Honor, you know, he's had so many numerous of uh, championships that he's had and still holding today. I think, uh, you know, a couple months ago, you know, he won the, uh, what was it, the Japan gimmick? Japan he won the IWGP. Yeah, right. You know, and that's just another, that's just another, uh, you know, another belt that he can just strap around his waist and, it, it, it's good Thank to you. it's good to be in the ring with good talent like that because you know for the ref you got to step up your a game you got you know you just mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a uh, you know a curtain jerker match you know to you know to where okay you know we got to make this look good but you know look at the talent that you're working with you're working with mm-hmm. AJ Styles and Cedric and it, it you know you got as a ref you had to step up your a game. You know, because a ref, a ref can easily, easily make a match look like crap. It don't matter how bad or how or how good, you know, the two guys before, the two guys in the match, you know, how good of a match they put on, you know, a ref can still make it look like crap, whether he's late on a two count or, you know, he's late sliding in, you know, to make the one count. You know, right. Um, and I think that I think that match right there really boosted really boosted my confidence and uh, to being to to what I know I can be is uh, and that's what I strive for every day every time I step into the square circle I strive to be the best referee in the business and I just take that in there with me and I think that's a little part of your question that uh, you asked earlier. Right, that's what makes that's that's what you attribute your popularity to. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I I think you I don't I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, you treat the fans and I don't want to say as equals, but you don't treat us like we're stupid either. You know? It, I think no. there's a great amount of respect there between the fans and you, you know. Sure, sure. Because it, it and I'm sorry to say this, but it's not just some dumb redneck that's coming out, you know? It's it's right. the dumb red and the dumb rednecks is actually you know what makes the independent wrestling and WWE make it what it is today. And you have the smart marks like, uh, and I don't mean to call y'all guys mark, but y'all know the business. People like you, Laura Buckhouse, Bob and Adrian Roar and Jordan Castle and Andrew Christie. You know all them guys that come to the show know what wrestling's about. They know the talent. Right. They watch the talent. You know, they follow it. NXT, they follow everything. And, and, and that's what makes it good, too, is because I'm just not going out here and just performing in front of a bunch of dumb rednecks. I'm going out here and performing in front of, of a bunch of smart marks who know the business. So that's another thing that i got to step up my A-game on. Mm-hmm. Because they've they've that seen it, they've true. seen it all. You know, they've watched it from the seventies and eighties, and watched every match from NXT and all that good stuff. You know, whatever, and they know what to see, they know what to look for, and and, and that's good for me. Is that there's fans out there like that who notice me, and and people could say, and I've heard it before, that you know I'm the best refs I've ever seen, and, and that's another thing that you know 
I got I got guys like y'all out there, you know, watching me work, and that's what makes me strive to be better as well. Well, I think you I think you're awesome. I really do. Um, that was, you know, January was my first P- PWX show, and it was just so amazing. Everyone's chanting Mitch, and I'm like, well, who is Mitch? What are y'all doing? And uh, the girl that was with me, Crystal, she's like, Mitch, Mitch, and I'm like. Mitch, and so you come out there and the whole place goes crazy because um, I thought you were a wrestler. <laughs> I mean, the kind of ovation <laughs> you were getting, it, it was really incredible. Um, you were also involved in one of the most controversial matches in PWX history, and I believe it was it was Gate City Battle with Caleb and, and Cedric, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, you know, fans, you know, interactions or craziness or whatever. But did you get a lot of heat either with fans or with workers over over that match's ending? Uh, and that was uh, no, actually, I didn't. From the fans, I did. From the fans, I did because it was controversial. You know, it was. I mean, Caleb went limp. I mean, uh, Cedric went limp. You know, the first match that they had. You know. Um, Caleb had him in the O face, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Lar, but you know, help me if I'm right too. Um, Caleb had put him in the O face, right? And, right. You know, he, did. he was he, did. he was he was lifeless. You know, I mean, what? Yeah, and I you mean, had to. You know, the the guy Cedric didn't tap. You know, just no, like a lot he of people. Could, he you know, he that, couldn't. That they they argued the uh, the the Tully and. The Tully and uh, Magnum, I quit match. You know, they kind of. A right. lot of people said, you know, that that's you know that's what I seen, and you know, I mean, he he didn't he didn't tap out, and he didn't say I quit, or nothing like that. You know, he was just limp, and you know, I mean, I had to award to match. I mean, he he couldn't compete no more. I had to award the match to uh, Caleb Conley. And that's part of your job too to make to ensure right. safety. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Cedric was out. You know, he could have gotten really hurt. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, I could, you know, if I would let it go anymore, you know. I mean, Caleb, I mean, Cedric, you know, he may not have been working anymore. Who knows, you know. Safety is the first thing exactly. that comes in a match. And, and, um, and you know, I, I just took it to my judgment to call the match. I mean, Cedric was out. What could I say? Hmm. See, I'm not such a bad person. I don't want Cedric hurt. Nah, nah, no, nobody wants anybody hurt, you know. Exactly. But, but I, I had to do what I had to do. You just don't want to see Cedric bring honor and dignity back to the PWX title. That's that's your whole complaint, right, Laura? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. At any rate, Mitch, want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight, and you know, really cool talking to you, getting a a better idea of what's going on from a referee standpoint, from a fan standpoint, and and just in a wrestling standpoint. Um, if folks want to get a hold of you on social media, how do they do that? Uh, Facebook slash Mitch Blaylock. Uh, I'm all there all the, all the time. You can catch me on Twitter at ref at ref Mitch, and uh, other than that, you know, just <laughs> if you want my phone number, just ask me for it. 
<laughs> I hear you. What the? <laughs> a good one. Uh, what uh, appearances do you have coming up uh, so that the fans know? June 13th, I got Queens of Combat at Club Hush, sponsored by High Spots. That's June 13th on Friday at Club Hush. Bell time, 730. Uh, you can also catch me in uh, June 28th. PWX returns to High Point with, at, the at the Boys and Girls Salvation Army Club or, you know, whatever the gimmick is. You can see Tessa Blanchard and Ch- Chastity and Chastity Taylor, Cedric. And you can also see the Bravados and the Los Bendejos and worst, say, and worst case scenario. And Tommy Thomas is going to be mad uh, uh, that I didn't call them the Isis, which I will do now, Tommy Thomas. They are also <laughs> known as Isis. <laughs> Very good. Um, July. Uh, I actually am uh, not sure the PWX date in July, uh, but come July the 31st through August the 3rd, you can uh, come down and visit uh, with myself and Greg Price and and uh, over 100 wrestling legends and superstars will be at NWA Legends Fan Fest. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Memories, don't miss out. This is the 10th anniversary. This is uh, going to be the last the last fan fest that uh, they have. Mm-hmm. So come out and uh, make an epic one. You can uh, get your contact information at nwalegends.com or you can call 704-231-6938 for uh, info and details and on the VIP access passes. Uh, other than that, I am open and available. So if you want to hit me up on Facebook or Twitter, Mr. Mitch is always welcome. As always, waiting. And we'll uh, we'll put those uh, links up on our website tonight after the show. Mitch, before we let you go and get one last favor out of you, if you could record a bump for us and just say, "This is referee Mitch Blaylock, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show." That'd be really cool. Sure, good deal, ladies and gentlemen. This is PWX senior referee Mitch Blaylock. Coming to you live from the Armory. Check them out every Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. with your lovely host, Laura Lyons and Buckhouse Bob. That is every Wednesday, live from the Armory, and you never know who the guest is going to be of the week. So this is Mitch Blaylock, your PWX referee, going to chillax with the fam, and everybody have a good night. Thank you very much, Mitch, for being on the show. Awesome, Mitch. Thank you, Thank you Bob. Thank you, Laura. All right, we'll see Thanks, you, sir. Ah, uh, you too. All right. There he goes, folks. There goes senior official for PWX and indie wrestling referee extraordinaire Mitch Blaylock. Really cool to have him on. Yeah. Mitch is really absolutely cool. awesome, and we've got to get you to a PWX show, Bob, so that you can see what we're talking about because absolutely. it's unreal. All that, uh, all, all that I've been able to do, folks, and, and uh, I have not been to the Tremont Music Hall. I do not live in the North Carolina area, um, but I have watched several, several matches with, with Mitch uh, officiating on the uh, PWX app uh, where you can download and watch the uh, television episodes. Uh, so that's how I, I usually get my, my PWX fix, so to speak. So uh, if you're interested or not in the area that we're talking about, you can go to uh, – you can download the PWX, PWX app 
um, on Android and on uh, on iPhone. Uh, you can also go to the website, which is pwxprowrestling.com, and you can watch the uh, you can watch matches there as well. Um, wanted to go on and announce next week's guest uh, before I forget about it. Next week we're going to have uh, we're going to have two two guests uh, that are going to be on the show. We're back to doing doing double bookings because we're just gluttons for punishment. It's not my fault. I know it's this not my this fault. is something that the, the the this is something that came up. Um, I had a couple of fans that had asked me about this this particular female wrestler, and I did a little work on her, uh, and I think people are going to be really surprised. Joining us next week. Uh, will be Hudson Envy. Uh, you need to take a look at some of her work. Very, very I'm going unique. To very unique style, hardcore, hard-hitting female wrestler that should not be overlooked. Hudson Envy. Hudson Envy is our first guest, and our second guest from Wildcat Sports out of Metairie, out of the New Orleans area, out of Luke Hawks' promotion. Buku Dai will be on the show with us, and I've uh, had the chance to watch him wrestle twice in person, and he is quicker than a hiccup and is absolutely tremendous. This guy can pull off more moves in a 10-second period than what I can say how much I don't like Caleb Conley in 10 seconds, and that's a lot. So uh, very, very uh, looking forward to having both of those guests on. So if you want to, fans out there, if you want to familiarize yourself with the folks that we're talking about, Hudson Envy, Buku Dai out of Wildcat Sports. So uh, looking forward to having them on. Um, I think that's going to about wrap it up for us, folks. It's been another great show. Again, I apologize for the uh, the technical difficulties we had mid-show. I apologize on behalf of my uh my dog Coco, uh, she just uh, you know she flops around. That's what she does. So, last thing before I go, Mary Elizabeth Monroe, if you're listening, I await your follow on Twitter. Stick with me, kid. That's I'll right. take you to the top. Take you to the top. And, and before Lord, we go, Bob, I want to I want to say this real quick. Next Wednesday is my birthday. Oh, Next Wednesday see, is my say, birthday. Uh, we were going to save that as a surprise. We were going to have a huge, huge birthday show for Laura, but, you know, because Laura announced on June the 1st that we were having a month-long celebration of her birthday, we cannot Hi. afford, nor do we have the time or energy, to throw on a month-long birthday bash. Uh, we will have Laura's uh, birthday extravaganza show next week. So that's right, that's right. If you, Call uh, in, wish me happy birthday, y'all. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I am sure that uh, the phones will be ringing off the hook to wish you a happy, <laughs> happy 48th birthday. Uh, I don't think so, Bob. Huh? 49? So. 49? I'm younger than you are. Remember that? Yeah, you are. And that's not saying a lot because I'm, I'm pretty old. <laughs> You could, you could, I could be like sixty-seven, and that would make you sixty-six. Whatever. <laughs> Folks, we certainly appreciate you being with us tonight. We're here every Wednesday night, seven o'clock Eastern time. Thank you very much for listening and for downloading. And remember, folks, 
There is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.